This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! He's now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the wrestler, the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to all righty welcome to our may 30th edition of one nation radio which is our annual nba finals preview podcast james what's going on man not too much. I uh, finally uh, bring it out in person as opposed to bring it via satellite off of Skype. <laughs> um, the NBA Finals cause a, are a cause of such an uh, occasion. So right, good right. to be here and um, good to see uh, basketball at the top level for however long, however many games we get it. Right, Might be right. short. Right. Might be short. And joining us today usually would be in a wrestling format, but he also shares a love for the game of basketball. Uh, Lords of Pain columnist, main pager, Chad Matthews. Chad, what's going on, man? Oh, not much, man. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Looking forward to talking a little bit of basketball. I don't actually have anyone in my day-to-day life that likes the NBA. Man. So I enjoy whatever opportunity I get to talk a little bit about basketball because I pay attention to it like I pay attention to wrestling, but I got nobody to talk to about it. <laughs> oh, man. And speaking of wrestling, you know, we're not going to really talk too much about wrestling, but um, the uh, I, I am going to ask you about uh, Extreme Rules later, Chad. But, uh, you know, okay. any, anytime we cannot talk about, you know, the Maharaja, I'm okay. So on that note, um, the NBA playoffs have been largely a – uneventful uh thing lots of injuries teams getting you know sidetracked and blowed out as we like to say yes in the words in the words blowed out blowed out <laughs> um so like you know but in the you know in the playoffs like who's been who was the most impressive player in the playoffs like you know you know disregarding the finals teams before we get there you want to go ahead and take this one chad sure um i would say Kawhi leonard um i think what we could have seen if he'd have been healthy, which was a big disappointment that he ended up going down the way that he did. But through the first couple of rounds, you look at all the close games that they had. And this guy, I mean, the guy, I mean, Kawhi Leonard's story over the last few years has been one of the most fascinating in the NBA. Because to me, he just kind of came out of nowhere in the NBA Finals a few years ago. And his trajectory from then in 2013 to now has been pretty out unbelievable. And I, I was... Time to, for him to back it up as the as the sole lead guy. No Tim Duncan around anymore. And I thought he stepped up, and some of the games he had were unbelievable. Uh, best two-way player in the game, as far as I'm concerned, um, outside of LeBron. So, you know, pretty pretty unbelievable what he was able to do. I think the, the only other candidates I would mention would be um, Bradley Beal and John Wall from, from Washington. I thought what they did in the first couple of rounds was pretty impressive. Bradley Beal seemed to be at home in the moment. and um, But uh, when push came to shove, I liked Kawhi a little bit better. James? Um, I have three guys. 
I don't know this story, but like I don't I won't spend much time on it, but one was Kawhi just the fact that like I for I wanna say since probably two thousand four two thousand fifteen I, I like you hear all the you know, all the analytic nerds and, and, and all the people that I read like Lowe and and Arnovitz or Ziller from, from SB Nation or even Chris Ryan from um, from Night the Ringer and you know other Grand ex Grandlanders talk about you know the super like he is a superstar and for me my level for superstar is is high like my level is pretty much you know like right now in my mind like there are maybe between LeBron Curry Durant now or Kawhi Harden Dur- uh, and Westbrook like in my mind there's six guys. So and so for it was it was always hard for me to see to see him, and you see like oh yeah his career high is like thirty or you know like a year ago it was like his career high is like thirty some points I'm like come on man I need I need more like and then you saw how they got how how bad he performed at the end of the uh, 2015 first round again when the um, Clippers bounced him in seven and I just thought like if he's a, if he's gonna be the best player on this team be a superstar like like a lot of people that I you know trust trust I trust their opinions. Like I need to see more of this in the game they in the and it was losing effort, but the game they lost where he went nuts, he scored uh I think it's 40, 43. 40, 43. That that for me was like, okay, I don't I don't look, I, I have no more doubts. Um I would like I would like for him to work on, you know, um on his on his ability to facilitate. I mean, but that comes a time. But Agreed. It's I just never I I it, I, I I'm finally, I'm finally not skeptical on on Kawhi Leonard. Oh, like I always knew, I always knew on one side of the ball he would, he would, he would lock you up, and he, and he yeah. could guard any anybody, anybody that you know, any any wing or any point guard he can put. He will, he is almost like unleashing uh, Pippen on you back in the day, like unleashing <laughs> Dolan on your ass. But it was always all right. Can I see more than just like him being spot, being a spot duty, and not being trusted with the responsibilities of we sink or swim based on what I do with the ball on a night-to-night basis. And he was doing more of that this year. And then against Memphis, and, I mean, Tony Allen wasn't in there, but 40, 40, 43 in the playoff game is 43 in the playoff game. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm going to be that guy since you guys left him out. Russell Westbrook. Um, he went out in the first round in round one, but you can't say that guy folded it up. You can't say that he mailed it in. You can't say that he went out there and was like, you know what, I don't care. Uh, if anything, it seems like he cared a little too much. We saw the guy do a, give him a 50-point triple-double in the playoffs. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Um, the I'm sure I'm sure Kareem or Will's done something stupid. Like <laughs> Wilt, I, I'd be willing to bet on that. You know, yeah. you know, his name is Wilt. <laughs> Wilt in the big moment. Uh, 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 back to Westbrook, he put up three triple-doubles in the series. And it's it really felt for me being such a huge Kobe fan like looking like someone go out there and please help this guy because there's not it like they turn the Thunder into a team where Russell Westbrook is your best three point shooter that's not going to get it done I just wish you know he had the shooting available to keep the defense honest so they couldn't load up on him and you know I was very impressed by his performance. Well, all the three point shooting wanted to leave him this over the summer. It's amazing. Um, like I, I think for me. Well, one, it's been so long ago that that happened. And two, it's like, I wasn't really impressed because, like, I already think highly of, of Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know, like, you know, I give him, I give Westbrook 
plenty of shit, but like I know, like I know how good Westbrook is. It's just like when you're getting to that level of of the top, like the top, like you know, for for me, Westbrook's anywhere from in, in over the last few years, he's always been a level from either from four through six, depending on where it stands. And I'm still on that. I'm still on that. You know, depending on the day, depending on the night, like he could be as I mean, he could be as good as you know anybody but LeBron, Durant, or Curry on any given night. Um, so. I mean, let me phrase it, on most nights, on average. So, mm-hmm. like, for me, it's like, like like Russ said, you know, before, like, he does this. I, I I know he was capable of this before. Like, we've seen him, you know, do some of the most ridiculously awful, boneheaded stuff in playoff games while at the same time being so talented and um, so video game NBA jamish that, like, he was able to erase some of the stuff he's done, like, I feel like this is, was a very, very Jerry Westian uh, series for for Russell uh, like Russell Westbrook. Bro. Like, damn, I'm, I'm like, goddamn, Russell Westbrook. Like, yeah. like, goddamn, Jerry West. Yeah, uh, now, are you just bringing up Westbrook as another person in consideration, or do you think he was the most impressive player in the playoffs? I think he was like the most impressive player. Like, just like looking at it, like just being one guy, like you know, being outgunned, and you know, his team just blowing it for him at the end, and. They they were in position to win a lot a lot of those games and there was a lot of bad coaching around him leaving Andre Robertson out there to shoot a million free throws while the, the hack a shack yeah, was going hack, on. They're doing hack a shack with a guard. Like, <laughs> like it's awful. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he got hung out to dry. I feel like in these playoffs. Yeah. Um. I, okay, I'm not okay. I can't. I can't. Okay, now that we've said guys that guys that are like you know the top star guys. Like, all right, we got to talk about John Wall and Giannis. Like John Wall was incredible. Yes, Giannis like, was. Also I thought he was the second most. I thought he was the second most impressive player in the playoffs behind Kawhi. I mean, outside of the. Well, here's the thing. I mean, even if you had included the title teams, uh-huh. I still wouldn't have considered them because you know, to me, I don't really give a crap what you do when you're blowing teams out by 16 points a game. I mean, to <laughs> me, I mean, yeah, that's that's reasonably impressive. But when it gets down to crunch time. And you got a close game, and the series is on the line. What do you do then? That's what's most impressive to me. That's one of the reasons why I'd have a hard time considering Russell Westbrook, just based on my own definition. But what John Wall and Bradley Beal did to me, both of them, and, and, and Washington's run in the playoffs, lots of close games, uh, lots, you know, lots of th- lots of time during those games where their play was going to be the, the deciding factor between them moving on in a series or them forcing another game. And John Wall's heroic shot, you know, stupid shot, but it went in, you know, ballsy. You know, I, I thought John Wall easily second best player in the playoffs to me. Yeah, like that was – and it, it's one thing when, like, you're not a person that's, you know, you're, you're hearing it like he's having a career year and then this is somebody, somebody, somebody like – you saw play as as a, as a diehard North Carolina fan. You see him um, playing against your against your team as a freshman. And you're like, my God, if only that dude didn't catch a break and entering charge. Like, and then you're like, my this dude is this dude is like the point. This dude is every bit of the this star point guard you expect him to be. Like, you flash forward in time and like he's even better than what you thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff he like the stuff he did to Atlanta, man. And then like. I understand that you know the Isaiah Thomas thing that needs to be mentioned as well for what he went through in this uh, with the fifty. That game too was like that. That's probably the best playoff game of the year. Mm-hmm. When they go they go to overtime, John Wall puts up forty in like a forty point double double, and then Isaiah Thomas is fifty three. That's incredible. And then Giannis is like 
Dude, like, that's the future MVP. I'm sorry. That dude is going to win MVP. Like, he's 22 now. He's going to win MVP, like, in these next five years. Unless something tragic happens. Hmm. He's incredible. If yeah, he, I don't if, know about you guys. I don't watch a whole lot of regular season basketball. I keep up with it. But then when the playoffs starts, when I start tuning in and basically watching everybody and really kind of taking some of the regular season stories that I've followed and said, okay, all right, so now I want to see what this guy does in the playoffs. But one guy that really stood out to me this year that I'm going to give a quick honorable mention to, I mean, he's probably top 10, top 15 most impressive players in the playoffs thus far, but I was so impressed with what he did this year as compared to recent years, probably because he was finally healthy, was uh, was Avery Bradley from, from the Celtics. I was really impressed by him at so many injuries the last couple of years coming into him. That guy's going to get some money. Oh, yeah. Be like the new Tony Allen. Somebody, somebody's going to, well, he shoots with, with, yeah, with, yeah, with the jumper. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the crazy part about it is um, one thing I thought about when they were during game, or I was talking I was talking to you and Kirby um, on, on three-way um, after game two. And I was saying to you, like, the thing with every rally that people might understand is similar to the um, – like the Miami Heat Chicago Bulls series back when LeBron was still there and Rose was still before he blew out his knee was like Mario Chalmers is not scared of Derrick Rose. He beat him in a national championship game before. Right. And the same can be said yep. with like John Wall and Avery Bradley. Like Avery Bradley before we they got into like the final rankings in um in composite was the number one player in the nation in that class. And then John Wall overtook him um in the final rankings. Mm-hmm. And then their their careers went alternate. Yeah, them dudes remember that like, stuff. Yeah, they remember that stuff. Like I was <laughs> like, you know, to, to Avery Bradley, like I'm better than you and then, you know, he he floundered around for for a while and then for like a year or two as a um or in college and then he he finds a spot as like a lockdown defender immediately picking guys up ninety four feet. Yeah. And then irritant. and then all of a sudden like next thing you know you look up and you're like, holy crap, when did this, this dude's not a this dude can shoot. This dude can shoot as opposed to, like, you thought, like, that's never going to be a thing for him. Mm-hmm. Never. Well, let's get on to the next part. Um, you know, who, what was your biggest disappointment with these playoffs? Or or who was your biggest disappointment? I'll go first because I, <laughs> I, I feel like I want to aim the gun squarely ask, at somebody. Ask a, ask a question to answer. Okay. <laughs> uh, James Harden. He was an absolute disgrace in Game 5 uh, and Game 6. Uh, just an all-time meltdown uh, on a on – a, 2010 Game 5 Eastern Conference Finals LeBron level, uh, what he did in Game 6, probably worse, just absolutely embarrassing. I, I think he's an absolute fraud. But he beat a dude that most impressed you. The team Never won. mind? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. All right, never okay, mind. whatever. <laughs> never right. mind. Okay. To me, James Harden mailed it in. He quit. He did every every type of narrative you, you want to add on top of it. He show he he acted like he didn't know he was in a playoff game. He acted like he didn't know he was in an NBA game out there. The floor is you guys's. What do you? Uh, well, I was just gonna ask a quick follow up question. I mean, what do you think that does to James Harden's? I mean, it, let's let's say hypothetically. I don't think it's gonna happen. But you know, three weeks from now, four weeks from now, during that you know NBA award show hosted by Drake. Yay. <laughs> award show. Um, you know, the Slammy Awards of pro basketball. Right. You know, what's what's going to happen if James Harden wins MVP? Oh like, what's gosh. the narrative going to be for the next year until well, we reach this point well, again where, you know, I mean, that to me, that's, that's well, one of those things that, that's going to trail that guy well, for quite a while. And it could be, this could be one of those scenarios where, all of a sudden, five years go by, 
And James Harden's won an MVP and flamed out in the playoffs again. And everyone just kind of remembers him as an afterthought, kind of like Dirk back in the day before he randomly decided in 2011 to... I will not have this shit. Like, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, just like, all right, I've got an opportunity here. San Antonio went down in round one. I am going to... I'm I'm winning. This is... I'm not... I'm going to leave it all out here. I mean, are we going to be talking about him... I mean, how are we, what's the narrative going to be for this guy? Because I mean, that was—I mean, I—I I, I, that wasn't my answer, but you know, it certainly could have been. Oh, okay, so for me, I see it as um, like th- this this MVP trophy that they're going to hand out in late June. Like whoever picks it up, whether they give it to, it's going to be Russell Westbrook. So it has to. like it's going to be Russell Westbrook based off of like you can you can read the tea leaves and see that that's what's going to be. So. Either we're going to give it to a dude that <clears throat> a, a dude that um, was statistically less impressive than LeBron and played as many games as LeBron and, and didn't make the playoffs or didn't make the finals in Kawhi, or you get it to a dude that people think is a, is a people that like I don't know people really don't like James Harden. I don't. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it is, Look, like, and, and he's playing in that this, fluky ass system with the video game numbers a, that I might mean, that might the Antonio bullshit system where the numbers is fake, they're rigged. It's not like we haven't seen that dude put up numbers before this year. So I mean, we've seen this dude finish second in the people before. So, or you thought James Harden, who who basically choked away or uh, choked away at the end of a game overtime, uh, overtime game, gotta have a game five against a uh, crucial. I'm sorry, a crucial game five in overtime against a Kawhi list. Uh, Tony Parkerless, Tim Duncanless, Spurs team, and then show and then showed out game six and, and let Manu Ginobili, his spiritual forebear, get get in that ass at the end of that yeah, game. Yeah, that was part of that was part of the choking <laughs> part. So then, or we give it to a dude that got bounced in the first round of the playoffs to the choking dog. Like the MVP trophy is now officially a, like the Miz is a participation trophy now. Is it the WWE championship now? Is it, no, it's just a participation <laughs> trophy. It's like hey, hey, you were great. You're awesome, and you tried. Here's here's the trophy, Russell, yeah. James, Kawhi. Meanwhile, like you know, go away. Yeah, it, it, it's it, they they've really like they have really turned these into like the baseball uh, awards. Like when you find out, like you find out, like Clayton Kershaw or uh, one Cy Young or Mike Trout won um, AL MVP, like at, at way after the season's already over and shit. Like yeah. they really they they this is a really bad idea, and then to make it like to where. We're only going to invite the top three. Like, they're making an award show, but there's only three nominees. Like, what award show only has three nominees for an award? <laughs> it's always four or five. <laughs> like, you do everything in your power to make sure that LeBron or, or Steph Curry or Durant makes it on to the, makes it to the, to the thing. Yeah. They, they, they didn't even do that. They just like, nah. Yeah. Weird. Oh, yeah, I don't weird. disagree. I don't disagree. Well, you know, my answer to the question. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> let's get to that. Was, <laughs> was my my answer to the to this question is pretty much the same as it is every year, and that's injuries. You know, mm. they, they come from killing yourself physically for six months. You got to shorten that schedule. It's not 1990 anymore. I don't know how these guys were able to do it back in the day. You know, maybe people are just, you know innately weaker physically than they used to be or they're playing too much basketball or I don't know what it is but the bottom line is is that we go into every single playoffs and 
one of the most defining stories of every single playoffs is an injury. I mean, I was thinking about talking to a buddy of mine a couple of days ago about uh, about Derrick Rose and how like the, the whole Eastern Conference landscape has been changed by one guy being able to unbelievably stay healthy and all of his major competitors getting hurt. And you know what would the what would that what would Tom Thibodeau's Bulls teams with Derrick Rose have been like? For a couple of more years, that Derrick Rose been able to stay healthy. I mean, they were 60 win teams back to back years, number one seeds back to back years. I mean, that that team could have made a run, and then then they couldn't make a run because Derrick Rose couldn't stop getting hurt. And then everybody, like Kawhi Leonard, going down in such a stupid way too. I mean, he's he rolled his ankle on his own bench. I don't know what the hell he was thinking, backing up like eight feet into his own bench when he rolled his ankle the oh, first time aggravated. before rolling it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, you got him going down. Tony Parker tears a quadriceps tendon. That might be it for Tony Parker. Yeah, yeah. You had no, he's coming both back. of the Clippers stars. Wow. You know, $16 million. Uh, you know, Blake Griffin go down. You know, you can always expect your annual Chris Paul injury. You know, <laughs> Or Joe Job, one of the two. <laughs> It's it's just it's too much, man. And I don't know I don't know what shortening the schedule looks like in, in the grand scheme of things. And I don't know that it's ever actually going to happen. But obviously, statistics are showing that what they're doing is just flat out killing these guys. And every year we get to the part where basketball matters most, and one of the primary stories is who got hurt. So. I'm tired of it, man. I think it's it's one of the worst things about the playoffs is is being able to is is actually you could probably I don't know if they run odds for this in Vegas, but which of the star players in the playoffs gets hurt should be a thing you get to bet on because you know it's going to happen. <laughs> it's just a matter of who it is. Yeah, I, I, the, the thing for me is like I don't I can't really. It might be a thing of recent guys like you think of like how bad it was like how like. I thought they were going to win the title regardless, but, like, you look at how clear the path was for the 2015 Warriors, where, like, every player, every team they played had an injury, whether it was Drew Holiday in the first round. Um, I don't work out who they played in the second round. Uh, and then they end up, like, you know, like, Mike Conley. Oh, yeah, like, Tony, Mike Conley had all those, had, like, the uh, the Blazers. Thing. Yeah. Uh, and then you throw out, like, the, you know, your boy breaks his kneecap in, in overtime, or right before overtime of game one in the finals, uh, Kyrie. And you know they had no Kevin Love, Olenek pops his shoulder out the socket like, like yep. this asterisk. But you wonder how much? Oh, I don't want to do that. But I, I just don't know. <laughs> we'll get like, to that how, later. I just don't know how. Bullshit, man. Yeah, I just don't know. Guys, cakewalk way to a title. <laughs> wow, I mean they won six, seven games or whatever. But I just don't know how. Um, how we kind of like if we need to look back and be and, and figure out like okay, like got how many guys were actually really getting hurt. You know, a decade ago, or do you know? Did actually see if this is like recently bias, or is this like something that like we're just now like thinking about more and more? Mm-hmm. Because like, well, they make so much money now that they have no choice. I mean, that, that they have the choice to like sit out, and it's all guaranteed. Like the the story of Kevin McHale breaking his foot in the playoffs and playing on a broken foot, or the old story way, way, way yeah, back when yeah. George Mikan. Taping a steel plate to his leg and <laughs> yes. playing. Willis, you know, I mean, Willis Reed shooting up. I mean, and you you look at it like back in the day. You think you know, with Scottie Pippen in the '98 playoffs, where he could barely walk because his yeah. back was bothering him yeah. so bad. I mean, 
would Isaiah would, Thomas would he even had, play today? Isaiah Thomas at the end of the '88 Finals when he's out, when he scored twenty oh uh, twenty God. points in that third quarter on that bat on that hobbled ankle. Bro, I watched that and probably like two weeks ago, like just a tape of it. Like well, that man was. How did they never think of attacking him defensively? <laughs> it, it just didn't cross their minds. Because you know what made me figure that recently was um, Kyrie and, um, and, and when LeBron got fouled from the game four and Kyrie goes out and goes nuts. He he actually rolls his ankle and he's out there hobbling around and I'm like, they, and they never attacked him defensively. I'm mm-hmm. like, Brad Stevens is a really good coach, but like, what's going on here? Like, you right. don't, you're not going to make that man move laterally, right? Sure. But as far as my disappointment, I mean, jeez, I'm just about to say the East, like, or let me phrase Numbers that. Let fraud. me phrase that. I'll say the Celtics are the biggest disappointment. Like, really? Yes, they're a disappointment for this reason and this reason only. You can't get beat on your home court by forty-four points and have the lead be fifty. Holy shit! That oh, was, yeah. Like that's that score that's was that score was most, like that's embarrassing. All the all the incredible things that we've seen in the playoffs, whether it was John Wall dropping forty-two late to Hawks and and talking shit to the Migos on the sideline. Or it was, um, or Giannis dunking while having a dunking while also having a foot on the floor, mm-hmm. or, or or I don't or all the or or when uh, CJ McCollum in game one went, went basically went nuts, all the crazy stuff. Kawhi, or Kawhi's forty three, Mike Conley going nuts, um, they reached another level we never thought he could reach. Them getting beat by forty four points was the most like. Most rewatchable thing where I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. I did not know this was even possible. This, this he won 53 games. How did they get blown out by that much? And then again, it, it kept leads kept going and going and going. And then they sit the, they sit the the, the the backups the backups expand the lead. It was yeah, and, yeah. And that kind of plays into the larger argument of like conference strength. Uh, on both <laughs> sides, I think uh, both conferences are kind of like leveling out at this point. Uh, I feel I still feel like there's much more talent in the West, but there's much, there's much more individual talent in the West. Yes, but when you start looking at these teams and like the games are winning, like like the West is getting so top heavy, the eight seeds are no longer having to win fifty games to get into the playoffs. Well, my question is this: Is the West top heavy, or is it just like oh, those guys are good, or is it like there's one team out there that's going to walk through? That's going to walk? That's going to run through any? It doesn't really matter. And so it just feels so one-sided. Like, we are talking about, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it. Oh, that's next. That's next. All right, well, go ahead. Um, So speaking of the next, like, will the Warriors be the greatest team ever if they win this title? No. It's like, you got to, you look at how many wins this year? 67? 66? 67. 67 67 again. 67 with their best player missing 20-something games. Okay. Yeah, they're going to have, for me, they're going to have to go 16-0. In yeah, the playoffs I'll, for that. That's fine by I mean, me. I don't, yeah. You know, I mean, I, look, that's the thing. You, you talk about the conference strength. I mean, it was a foregone conclusion Golden State was making it to the finals all year. Barring some time and, injury. Yeah, I mean, and the only team that would have even sniffed it, and San Antonio looked like they maybe had figured out something that might work. And I would have loved to have seen it play out fully to see if they could have made it work. Because, I mean, they owned the Warriors in the first all, all the way up until Kawhi went down, but I, I mean, the Spurs, the you know, I, I saw, 20, I saw this line, 
I saw this so, line in a column recently about the vaunted West. Someone mentioned the vaunted West. I was like, it's not the vaunted West anymore. I mean, it, this was very clearly a two-horse race all year and really a one-horse race. Golden State, San Antonio managed to, you know, continue to their credit. I mean, they still managed to do their thing and win 60 games and mm-hmm. get to the conference finals and look like they maybe were going to make a run at it. But to me, you know, it's a watered-down league right now. Golden State would have to go 16-0 and and sweep the finals for me to even entertain that thought of them being the best team ever if they win. And frankly, when I think of best team ever, I mean, I assume we're talking about just one year. Yes. But yeah, yeah, one year. Just one year. Because, I mean, yeah, I just you talk about what you mentioned earlier, James, about all injuries leading up to their first championship. I'll happily, I mean, I know it might be bold to put an asterisk on that title, but they didn't have anybody comp- compete with them. The only team that competed with them, that competed with them was LeBron and the Scrubs. I mean, that, that was it. And it was <laughs> like, okay. I mean, even with that, like, it was being nice. It was like, okay. I mean, it's 2-1, but all right. The Warriors are going to turn it on, right? And then it's going to be over. And they did, to their credit. They turned it on, and it was over. But And then last year, flaming out in, this, in, game, in the last few games. I mean, it's just, to me, it's hard for me to take this team seriously in that all-time level discussion right now. Um, we'll see what happens after the finals. Okay, so for me... Like, one of the reasons why, I like, I, when I, I looked at you kind of like, when you mentioned the Westbrook thing was how they got roadhoused. Like, they by being, like, he's on the team by himself, he's completely outgunned, like, and maybe I'm being, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm being unfair, but I'm saying anyway. Like, the way he was outgunned and he still managed to keep playing the way he always plays stupidly and is going out there and getting his ass blasted as opposed to, like, trying to figure out how to, like, Slow the game down and like limit possessions. The way Le- like the way LeBron when he went into the finals against the Warriors, fifteen, he was like, "I'm mm-hmm. outgunned here. I'm out here with fucking Matthew Delavadova and 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 then you know and Mozgov. Like I'm going to have to like get. I'm going to have to play out the post a lot and slow and limit possessions and play isolation ball to limit possessions and, and also eat clock off, eat time off the clock so that I can also limit turnovers so they don't run out on us." Mm-hmm. And it worked for. I mean, they could have won the first three games. They were only up, uh, end up being up uh, two one. Uh, two one, and then everything changed once. Um, they switched the once, Steve, once Steve Kerr said enough, enough of Bogey getting ate up by Mozgov. I'm putting da- uh, David uh, Lee, and then Virginia go small, and they unlocked the, uh, the lineup of death or the death lineup. So, like, for me, it was like, this book was like. I got, you got to find something else, man. You got to cut, figure something else out. Like I know it's going to suck, but like you're gonna have to actually trust your teammates too. Like you know, like, you're, like you're gonna have to give Steven Adams like a couple like post possessions just just to, so you can like give yourself a breather. Because mm-hmm. that was one of the crazy parts about the about the playoffs was that was the first time I ever saw Russell Westbrook look actually exhausted on like during the game of play. Like that fourth quarter when he made was he missed fourteen shots or eighteen shots? There was fourteen. Like that was clearly him. Like we finally realized, like when he gets tired, it's not that he it's not that he gets exhausted or whatever. Is that like his bad decision making that he's made throughout his career, his career in, in, in a game situation is because he's exhausted and it manifests itself as dumbass shots when he's like taking these bad shots or clanking off the rim or not even you know or hitting off backboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. But sorry, sorry about the Westbrook thing. But like he he needs to come up with something else in his game. Like I mean, he's big enough to post other guy other guards up. 
Right. He, he needs to figure that one out. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. So, um... Oh, sorry. The Warriors thing. So, yeah. um... <laughs> That's for those guys. Yeah, I was like, about to ask. It's like, for me, oh, wait a minute. For me, I think the Warriors... I, I don't see how... If they if, if they sweep this final... I don't even feel like they need to sweep it. They can just... If they go through here with one loss... I'm gonna be hard pressed. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to be like it's gonna sound like this is like the best in my opinion the best team in the millennium, but it's gonna be real hard pressed to say that to still be continue to say that the Lakers are the old one Lakers are better than them. It's gonna be hard pressed to say that. Like they are more dominant in the playoffs. I'm sorry, they're more dominant in the in the uh, regular season, and they're also going to end up being more dominant in the playoffs. It's gonna be really hard to. Only thing is, old one Lakers beat four fifty win teams. To do that, that were real. That's true, but the Warriors didn't play a single or didn't play a single close game. Hey, but now, I mean, look who they were playing, though. I mean, right? I mean, that, that's I mean, <laughs> the, the context has gotten is the key there. I mean, they played you know what a forty-four win Portland team, you know a Utah team that was well, it was just incredibly overmatched. Yeah. You know, San Antonio minus Kawhi and Tony Parker. You know. I just uh, like I said. I mean, you, but, you, they go sixteen and zero. The cherry on maybe top. Maybe we can talk about it. But the cherry on top is they get to play the best player of the generation. Yeah, and they're they not going sixteen. They can possibly though. sweep him. Yeah, that's not, that's not happening. Um, so, kind of, you know, we we we, pref- we set the table now. I kind of want to get into more about the series talk. So, uh, like, who I. I I had it written down um, so we could rank the ten best players across two teams, but I feel like that's kind of generous. How about the, the five best players ac- across two, uh, the two teams? Okay, can we come to a consensus that like, number one is LeBron? Sure. Can we come to a consensus? Can we come to a consensus that the number two player is Durant? I mean Durant, Curry, however you want to do All it. All right, Durant, Curry, those are two and three. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Who's the fourth best player? Kyrie. Kyrie, Love, Draymond, Clay. I would say Kyrie. I'd, I'd say Kyrie and Draymond four and five. So you leave. Uh, well, you know, you know who I ain't putting on their top in that top five list. I'm not putting Kevin Love on there. Damn, <laughs> like, like I ain't putting. Let me first. I'm not putting, and I'm damn sure after this playoffs, I'm not putting. I told you, you can't trust that dude, Clay, bro. I'm telling you, that man has been awful in the playoffs. Don't worry, he's saving yeah. it. Like. Oh, he's gonna be game six again. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna make eleven threes. Yep, he's coming. He's coming with the guns loaded. Trust me. Um, so, like, it, this is a this is a trilogy. Like, something's happened um, in this finals uh, that has never happened in NBA, NBA history. Uh, this is the first time a team will play another team three consecutive years. And you know, I read a column today comparing it to Ali F- Frazier and different things like this. I feel like. I don't need to see these teams play another series like against each other, right? Like the first time, the Cavs can feel like they got robbed, you know. The second time, you know, the Warriors be like, "We shouldn't have lost." This one is for like, you know, if it's not like, you know, I kind of want to call a sweep here, but I think the potential is on paper. 
for it to be the most epic NBA Finals of all time. Like, just looking at all the star power, the history, the the rivalry that's de- that's developing. Like, and, you know, I just want to ask, like, how much of this series is, like, wanting to beat that other team that feel like they have something, that they took something from them, versus just wanting to win the title, you know, maybe on a percentage scale? I think it's I think it's eighty five percent just wanting to win the title because LeBron needs it for his legacy to you know catch the 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 ghost in Chicago as he calls it you know um, I think that the Warriors simply need that title to validate their three year run they can't go sixty seven seventy three and sixty seven and only come away with one title. And I just don't think that the bad blood is there. I mean, I think a lot of uh, the, the, the days of seeing truly bad blood develop between these teams, I guess maybe unless you're the Wizards and the Celtics, it just seems <laughs> like it's uh, – it just doesn't seem likely to happen. They uh, This just is such a different generation, different time period, different mindset. So I'd say it's, you know, 85% both these teams just need that title. Yeah, I, I think it's almost 100% that they need to tell. Like, one, okay, so, like, even after all this stuff that happened um, at the end of the, at, during the finals with LeBron and Draymond and Draymond calling the bitch and then trying to tap and trying to, like, hit LeBron in the nuts like a sucker and LeBron throwing him to the ground like a sucker as well. Like, at the end of the day, and, the, and then, like, at the end of it, like, LeBron and Draymond, like, shook it out and hugged each other that day, like, congratulations on winning this title. Like, at the end, after a game seven last year, so for me, and then like you throw in Durant, which is like Durant, LeBron are like two of the closest like NBA buddies in the league. So like they play, they always play, they always put on entertaining shows and play each other really hard. But it's like you know, at some point over the summer, they're going to like hit each other up. And this be is like, it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's never going to be like I can't imagine like all of a sudden like like LeBron throws Durant to the floor or Durant cheap shots LeBron. Can you imagine that? Let's look at the elements that are in play. We have Jaja Pachulia, who is a sucker, a sucker, and a ticking time bomb for these type of physical situations. You have Draymond, who who anything can happen. You have Kyrie Irving, who looks at Steph Curry like he's real, like he's barbecue. There's no reason that guy is better than me. (laughs) Like he, like he looks at him like like. We got eight games of finals evidence approved, and like Kyrie is even better than right. when push comes to shove. Like you have Steph Curry, you know, trying to finally have his first great finals performance. You have, I think, eventually Durant's going to get to a point where he's going he's going to snap. He's going to be like, you know, I'm I'm not about to lose to LeBron no more. Like this is ridiculous. Like I, I feel like there are so many more elements that we're just not talking about. And then Draymond saying he wants to annihilate these guys. You don't think, you know, they got that on loop in the locker room in, in Cleveland? Right, but the thing for me is like I just don't I understand the build of the, build of the bulletin board material and the, and the motivation of the pain you caused by taking something from each other. Um, given, Especially given the circumstance of each situation where Draymond's out um, Bogut misses game uh, the end of game five misses six and seven Iguodala uh, LeBron breaks Iguodala um, but and then on the other end like you have a team almost like tease like a team almost like tease you after like while you're broken down and it broken down and busted uh, in the 15 finals with LeBron's out there like taking taking <laughs> taking a jalopy up up the hill um, so 
But at the same time, it's just, I don't think this series is going to be competitive enough for it to actually get to that point where it's going to reach. I mean, maybe there's a blowout and somebody throws with dirty fouls and foolish like that. But, like, I think that's the most physical this whole thing gets. Like, I don't think there's going to be a shoving match or a tussle type thing or a scrum or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be any, like, Robert Ory uh, hip-checking Steve Nash to, <laughs> into, the, into the, uh, the scores table. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, man. I think all those points you bring up, Rich, are really good. They I just are. think that they all fit within the context of these are two teams that really just want to win the title, you know, more so than they fit within the narrative of these are two teams that legitimately hate each other and they want to win the title at the other's expense. I mean, there's certainly a piece of that, but it's, yeah. you know, I, I, to me it comes across more like the way that it was when I was in high school and we had like a backyard football league and we would talk crap about each other all week and then we'd go and we'd play the game and it would get heated right down to the end and then after it was over we'd all go and like, you know, yeah. drink beer. So, like, like Draymond's so. the only type of person in high school. Like Draymond's, <laughs> like Draymond, yeah. wow, yeah. <laughs> yourself. Yeah, yeah, Draymond's like the only type of personality in this entire like set of guys that is on on some I'm gonna ride on my enemies type of thing. Like he's on, like he's on a dude that's out here uh, taking that, that thug life shit to uh, to the nth degree. So. Like I don't really, I don't really know. Like I, oh, I, I, be, I, I mean, I mean, so is Jaja. You know, he's from Georgia. <laughs> the, the country. The country. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough out there. I mean, these, these are guys that, but I mean, these are those those two guys will get could get anybody riled up in any round. You know, right. if they if they decided they wanted to and they were plenty motivated enough. I don't think it has. I don't really think uh, you maybe amplify that by a few percentage points because it's LeBron and it's the team that beat you the previous year. And great, I mean, yes, I mean, there's maybe it's seventy percent, but I do, I think personally, I think it really just boils down to uh, two two teams that really feel like they've got to win championships for whatever reason that doesn't have a hell of a lot to do with each other. All right. Um, if the Warriors somehow lose this series, and I say somehow, oh I may God. be spoiling things. How much of a chump does Kevin Durant immediately become? Depends on how the series goes. Like if it's if it's Clay and Steph out here sticking it up, like some of the other finals games we've seen. I feel he, like the memes he, will not be kind to him. He, okay, if anybody is going to be the butt of their jokes for regardless of how it for like regardless of you look at the bell curve or how the how the series any of these games in these series goes, like he's going to be the the biggest go of them all. But from people that like whose opinions I actually care about, like. Chances are, if they blow this finals, it will. I mean, just looking at it, it won't be because he sucked because he's never sucked in a playoff series before. Like you know, or even or even been like bad relative to how good he's been in his whole career. So like, it's kind of you know, I mean, I guess the biggest blemish I can think of with his whole career is like him like having a bad shooting night in Game Six last year when when Clay went nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, that's, and that's about seven, it. He was bad too. Um... I don't know. Like, when, when, you know, you get the epitome of the can't beat him, join him thing. And it's just, I think he's in uh, must-win territory because if you, if you don't, you look like the biggest chump I will in say the this. World. He, like, he's, you ever, like, always think of, like, all the teams, whether it's football or baseball or, 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 or basketball is like, you know, if, they, if, if the cat, like base, for example, like if the Clippers can just get a small four worth a damn, right. if, um, I don't know, if the Kansas, if the early 2000s Kansas City Chiefs could just get 
a de- uh, a couple pass rushers. Uh-huh. If or you say like or if the Kansas City Chiefs right now just get a good a better quarterback. Yeah. Be, you know they're they're one or the Texans when they brought Oswald in. They're one piece <laughs> away, right? So or like if this team could just if this team could just shore up their could just add a, a, a third starter to the rotation, they could go into October and do some damage, right? Mm-hmm. Durant is like the one is one of those rare pieces where it's like if they could just like have somebody they can give the ball to besides little old Steph Curry and have him go get buckets instead of having to run all of the having to run five guys to death that will get a shot for somebody um, and, and hope that it works when when they, when they're going when sometimes that that shit gets thrown sometimes your beautiful machine you throw a monkey wrench at that beautiful machine and yeah. it doesn't work like. It doesn't. You need to have somebody go out there and go get three buckets on four trips. Then maybe they could be literally unbeatable, or or be like a team that like they're, they're sure that puts them all the way over the top for sure. Even though they're already you know over the top. Yeah, Kobe system all the way over the top. Right? Yeah, you know? Kobe system. <laughs> like Durant is a, exactly that guy. So if they lose, bro. It ain't gonna be nice. I, I'm letting them have. Like it they're forever. gonna be the biggest laughing. They're gonna be the bigger laugh. I feel like worse than last year. I feel like they might be the biggest laughing stock. Maybe even bigger. Absolutely than, worse than last maybe year. even maybe even bigger laughing stock than LeBron in 2011. Ooh. And that is a real high bar because that's the last most we've ever laughed at anybody aside from maybe Dirk getting bounced in the first round in 07. Chad, what you got on that? What? I, I think he'll end up. I think there will be a lot of people that look at him as a total chump. I know there will be a lot of people that will celebrate him losing because they don't like what him going to Golden State represented. Mm-hmm. I personally am not a fan of Kevin Durant anymore. I've always oh, been a fan of his game. Job. I'm not a fan of him going to Golden State and essentially guaranteeing that. The NBA was going to... I mean, didn't we all know as soon as he left last year that the NBA playoffs were essentially going to be a formality until we got to right now? I mean, this series better damn well live up to the hype because we have spent an entire calendar year setting up this rematch. So, you know, to me it all boils down to this. If Kevin Durant... You remember that, that whole story that came out earlier in the year? I think it was in February where... Draymond Green just kind of lost his, I mean, just lost it during one particular play in which Kevin Durant just went hero ball, and he just was like, dude, that's not how we play. Right. No, it is how we play. play. That's why I came here. Like, I came here to, I came here to bend the will of the team towards being able to do both things as opposed to y'all play the way y'all do, and then y'all run into a team that can can handle y'all athletically, and then you end up blowing a 3-1 lead in the playoffs. But here's the thing. If he loses this series and that ends up being part of the narrative is that they got away from doing what made them a 67 win and a 73 win team. And when push came to shove and someone was giving them a game when it mattered, which is the biggest defining thing about this series that no one's talking about is, you know, that's the thing. This series is about what happens when a game is close and these warriors in their current makeup have to decide Who's where the ball goes, does, I mean, does, does Steph Curry just go stand over in the corner and, and, and act like a spot-up shooter? I mean, what do they do? I mean, how does that actually function when it boils down to, all right, it's three minutes left in game one, and the Cavs are about to steal this game up three. What do they do? 
Yeah. How do they handle that? Because we don't know how they handle that yet. Because well, they've not been in a position to have to handle that. They were gift-wrapped an ankle injury, a double ankle injury, to the guy whose team was absolutely murdering them on their own floor. So we have no idea if this Golden State Warriors team can, when push comes to shove, turn it on when it matters. That's the story in these finals until it's proven otherwise. So let's say that they don't win. Let's say that they flame out and they lose again. If Kevin Durant, that entire series in crunch time, gets into hero ball mode and just is jacking up shots and hogging the ball and they're not moving the ball around and he's brought in to do this one thing, I kind of think that LeBron on Kevin Durant in that kind of scenario works pretty damn well for the Cavs. I'd take that if I were the Cavaliers. And if it goes down that way, then we're not just talking about it being a total chump. We're talking about this whole thing in Golden State isn't really working. And who's opting out? Kevin After Durant. Next year. No, I think I think they'll bounce. I think he'd run it back again. Um, because we're well, the thing. If he will run it back again, but I mean that that would be that that would be a potential narrative going into the summer that would totally totally dominate right. the entirety of next season. Right. Is, what happens if that if it goes down that way? And I don't think it's totally, totally out of the question. I don't look at this as a series in which Golden State's just going to run through them. I really don't. So I, I'm not. I, I'll be. I'll have to believe that. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to see that to believe it. I just wonder. But total like, chunk, sure. <laughs> yeah. I just wonder, like, okay, where could he possibly go? I mean, he come home. No, he can't. We we got a. Uh... Oh, to the Lakers? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chad, and the Orlando Magic have a lot of cap room. Yeah, yeah. look, that, that's a running joke on the team. I, 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 whenever somebody, you know, is eligible to be a free agent, I say they can come home no matter where they're from, meaning the Lakers. They can come home. You know, say, like, you can't, I thought you meant, like, go to the, to the, uh, the Wizards. Or, like, you can't nah. do that. They're about, they're about to go, they're about to go pay, pay Otto, Otto Porter, Porter. $80 million. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so moving on to the Cavs side, um, if the Cavs lose and LeBron falls to three and five in final series, what do we take from this? Depends on how bad they lose and how he plays. You know, I mean, it's tough to sit there and, you know, I mean, how many, I mean, let's put it this way. When LeBron's teams have been talented at a near equal level, have been healthy and he's been dialed in. Then, I mean, they've been incredibly difficult. His teams have been incredibly difficult to beat. And you could make the argument that his teams have been healthy, talented, and dialed in. And he's been dialed in approximately in 2012 and 2013 and last year. I mean, that's that's three of seven times. I think they're dialed in. He's dialed in. They're healthy. They're talented. This is the fourth time. So half these trips to the finals thus far, um, you know, he just 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 been things working against it. I mean, what does that say about his legacy? I don't know. I don't know. I think again, it just depends on what LeBron are we talking about at the end of these finals? Are we talking about the guy who put who laid it all out on the line and absolutely willed his team to a couple of wins that they might not have gotten otherwise? Are we talking about a LeBron who just after being down 2-0 and getting their ass kicked in the first two games, went back home 
and they were down 15 in the third, and they were up 15 in the third quarter and went on to lose, and then he phoned it in in game four and said, screw this, I'm going to get ready for the summer and try to get, make sure I don't suffer my first bad injury. I mean, what LeBron are we talking about? I suspect we'll be talking about a LeBron that busts his ass for the next two weeks and tries to make everything he can happen to make sure that his team puts up a, a really good fight at the very, very least. And if that's the case, you know, I mean, what time, I mean, what, I mean, what other legacy are we talking about than him being in in the conversation for greatest player ever? I mean, every, every other part of his legacy is secure, right? He's got three, he's got three rings. He's one of the most revered teammates ever. Uh, you know, an evolutionary magic mixed with Michael at times. I mean, who, who, who knows? I mean, that, that's, to me, that's the most fascinating question you can ask is what's LeBron's legacy? How does he stack up against the very, very, very best of all time? So um, open-ended answer to it, uh, open-ended question. Yeah. You know, the, he, that, you know, if he did get that three and five, you know, I'd, I'd dig that five because, you know, that'd be as many titles Kobe won. But, um, you know, James, on your, uh, on your side with that? I mean – as far for me, it's like, he, like he's marching to like he's marching to the firing squad right now. So like for me, I don't really for, like. I would like for me, it's like okay, well, with like, all this who, propaganda, who's, who's the individual? Who's the individual guy that's gonna that's like gonna hop on this team and like will them to a title against that against what they're playing against? So for me, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't. It doesn't change for me what I thought about LeBron before. Uh, like if he loses this series, because like. If I if I like if, if he won this series, I would think he was the greatest basketball player of all time because like you're not supposed to win and beat this fucking team. Like the team they, they stacked the, the deck. The deck was or I said the deck. The deck was stacked so that, that he couldn't beat. They LeBron proved the team. They, they literally LeBron proved the team. Right? Are, are like, we just like, gonna pretend that LeBron doesn't have a super team too? We just went I, over. Well, I, know, I know. I know. Oh, we talked about this through text. Okay, but I really feel like like this is this is absolutely. It just makes me sick. Like the this whole this whole thing, oh LeBron, he's just such the underdog against the, the big bad warriors. Meanwhile, there's two all star players in his starting lineup too. Uh, the this is the problem that I feel like LeBron James teams, no matter where they've been, no matter what super team he's frolicked up. Okay, let's do this. So we did who the, the best five players in, in the series are. Who are the best six? Who's who's number six for you? I would say Clay. So, so that's be, four of the best six players in in the series. So what are we talking the about? Team. He has the, he has more three point shooting than we've ever seen and anywhere. A bunch of three point shooting, a bunch a of three point shooting will not be on the floor to be able to play because they can't guard in a soul. Whose fault is that? The league. I'm like, do you know? Do you understand how fluky this whole Warriors thing was? You have a guy. You have a guy who we thought at the max could have had all star potential in Steph Curry. Have have paper mache ankles for two years of, or for three years of his uh, career, and they give him a short change deal of making him give him forty four million dollars. You get a six foot eight guy that turns into or a six foot eight shooter who turns into one of the fifteen greatest shooters of all time, right? So you pair those guys together, and then the guy magically that can't stay healthy to save his life for the first uh, three three years of his career stays pretty damn healthy all, all of a sudden, and then jumps five levels when the most you should have ever been able to jump in theory would be three. And now you have, and then you throw out, oh, then they also they luck into a, into a, a fat 
a, a, into a, a fat, short, stretch four or five guy, and he turns into the defensive the defensive jigsaw puzzle mixed in with like homeless man's Magic Johnson all, all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, like the greatest scorer of his generation decides to join the, the, the join that. Like the, the, so many things, so many things happen for the Warriors to become the juggernaut and also screw OKC that to where they have to where they thought they had to trade Harden off to where because, uh, and then and then they end up like the CBA screws them to where like all of a sudden the money ex- jump the money spike and then they, all of a sudden the Warriors have cap space for Durant when he never would have had otherwise mm-hmm. if not for the uh, the lockout the lockout that they had like so many weird things happen they're just so so like the odds of it happening like you're, you're well, not, the Cavs you, have the highest payroll in the league don't they they do do they have four? Do they have four All NBA performers that are under twenty eight or that are under twenty nine? They have three. Well, LeBron. I'm sorry. No, they have, yeah, one. they have one. No, I'm sorry. They have Kevin Love. Kevin Love made an All NBA team. Yeah, Kyrie's it, never done it. He's never made an All NBA team. Hell no. When has he ever been close to an All NBA? When has he ever been close to one that six, had one of the six best guard seasons in the league? When I mean, has he ever he had? had a great year this year. He was throwing up twenty five a game. <laughs> like there was probably okay. just not a spot for him, but he was he's okay. a top level All Star. You know who's third team All NBA this year? John Wall. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. John Wall is clearly better than Kyrie Irving. But that's that's not a knock on how good Kyrie Irving isn't, though. Like, that man is real. Like, he's basically, like, a couple inches shorter Kobe Bryant, like, right now on offense. Like, he's Kobe Bryant. On offense? He's Kobe Bryant on offense. Yes. He's Kobe Bryant on offense. Maybe not with the postgame. But. He's Kobe Bryant on offense, period. Yes. He's. Okay. Really? That man's when that he, man's baby mamba. When he gets his thirty, when he gets his thirty-five point per game season, let me know. Okay. <laughs> Watch. When he when he's good enough to wheel a team with Smush Parker into the playoffs, let me know. <laughs> when he's good enough to run into Dan Tone to an MVP to run get to run a, a league a reigning league MVP and, and being up on him three one in the series, you let me know by himself when he's the best player. You let me know when Kyrie does that. Let me know when Kyrie ever gets to the playoffs as the best player on the team. No, Kyrie is not no damn Kobe Bryant. That man is baby mama right now. Oh, my God. That, that man's going to eat stuff. That is the most what? disgusting thing I've ever... Look. I, really? I have to defend Kobe Bryant to you? Really? Yes. yes. Oh, Because we saw Game 7. <laughs> we, we saw Kyrie Irving <sighs> just, just, just gun him down in Game 7. Like, I refuse to believe that these guys are that much of underdogs against these guys. Like... Well, wait, I, mean, wait, main, I mean, the main reason why they're, so, they're, they're such underdogs is just simply because of the, I mean, you took up the volume of regular season wins, the reputation they built from the 73 win season. The, I mean, I, I get you. I, I'm right there with you. I don't personally see how this is anything less than a six game series. Personally, I just, with everything statistically that goes into these types of things, I know this is a different season. But there's only been one time when two teams with this kind of finals experience in the last nearly 30 years have faced each other in the finals and it not gone at least six games. And that was the Spurs and Heat series in 2014. So, I mean, and to me, with the, with the talent, I don't think the talent discrepancy is vast. I do not think that the, uh, you know, that the experience that the Cavs gained from last year's finals is anything to scoff at. Uh, they've got an edge. They've got a winner's mentality. They've got all the intangibles. And they've got LeBron freaking James, right. man. You can't tell me that LeBron James, the student of the game that he is, wasn't sitting there watching game one 
of the San Antonio Golden State series thinking, oh, look what they're doing. Look, they're, they've turned Kawhi Leonard into this, like, free safety guy who's covering ground here, there, here, there. It's like, you know what? i got to get my ass out of this series as soon as possible with Boston, which makes his game three kind of weird. But nevertheless, <laughs> you know, <laughs> take that out. I'm going to get my butt home, and I'm going to get ready because for two weeks – I'm going to play what I'm going to play the role Kawhi Leonard was playing in Game One of the Western Conference Finals, and I'm going to see if I if I can't replicate that. And you know, God bless it, man. If that if he could end up doing something like that, I mean, I think I think that's a great thing to turn the question on its head. The question that we originally were talking about with you know what does it do to his legacy if he loses? What does it do to his legacy if he wins? Oh, I mean, we did a preview podcast for the season, and um, before, and and I was absolutely, you know, if you if you ever if you guys ever get a chance, YouTube um, Ben Ben Affleck's reaction of how he like hyperventilated when Alex Rodriguez ended up on the Yankees uh-huh. after after the old three happened. He's like, like how I can't use him. He's like he just like couldn't words can come out of his mouth. And he was just like he just couldn't understand how this could possibly happen. He was trying to wrap his mind around. How dominant the 04 Yankees uh, on paper were going to be after they just beat them in um, in 03 in seven games, and you add you know a multiple time MVP. So like the way that he, the way that the way that Ben Affleck gushed about about him was similar to the way, but in a good way that I was gushing about the Warriors. It's like you add three of the 15 greatest shooters to ever live on a, on a squad. You add. The, the 2014, 15, and 16 MVPs together, and they're both under 28 years old. Um, and you, and you, and you know, they didn't do, and they cut a lot of the stuff that that they ran before out. Like they weren't running some of the pretty offense that, I, that in my mind I thought they were going to run. I didn't think they didn't run it that much of the Dray, or Draymond goes and sets the screen for for Durant, and Durant comes run immediately and sets the screen for for Curry, and then everybody, and then all hell breaks loose defensively, like your your defense just melts. Uh-huh. But they were still one of the greatest offenses of all time, and they were still one of one of the best defenses of the, of this era. So, um, I just I just can't fathom that, like, if LeBron beats them, and I say this to you. Um, off air before we actually ran it, that if they beat them, like LeBron, pretty much jumps to better than Jordan status. And I chicken and then at the end of the, you wanted me to you wanted me to say that and do it on the on air. And then I chickened out and I was like, tie. But yeah, we're like for me, it's so hard for me to actually come across actually like saying out in public someone can ever be better than Jordan, regardless if like it was Jesus H Christ. So. But legitimately, like, he's in the discussion. Like, you can't, like, there's pretty much, he's, like, I don't know what would have to happen. Like, maybe, like, he starts walking on water, like, as, as other other ways to accomplish, to be more accomplished, as, uh, to do more, <laughs> to do more big, bigger feats after he beat, if he beats his team. Like, I don't, because there's nothing else he can do after that. Like, that's the top of the line. Rich, what were you, like, what was, oh, all right, so what's your point? When you talk about, you know, Cleveland being a super team, too, I mean, and they go down here. I mean, how does that affect your opinion of LeBron's legacy? Oh, I, you know, I, I'm also like, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. It might not be such an uh, open secret. Um, it pretty much would add another loss on the resume to say, look, he's not everything y'all say he is. Uh, you know, he 
pretty much came and set this whole, I, I think he's kind of fraudulent. Like he set this whole thing, like he wanted to go play with the young guys, like, and all that, you know, the, the letter that he wrote back to come home. And it's just like such a narrative that, um, <clears throat> it, it, it's so like scripted and like such a public persona. It's like almost a work in a sense. Like, it is like they knew exactly what, what they were doing. They were trying to form another super team on the fly when the wheels broke down in Miami. Like well, it's no, the well, same. They, well, they weren't, he was. Yeah, like Kyrie, and he was, and he was right. He was, well, he was the driver, and then the wheels like, <laughs> like, no, no, like I mean, went like, out. LeBron's the one playing chess in the back, in the back, and like, like Kyrie's just a piece on the board, and so was Kevin Love. Like, he doesn't like could have it could have been Paul George, it could have been whoever else. Yeah, so he was like, right to do that too. I mean, he he was right to do that. The, yeah. the wheels were falling off in yeah. Miami. Dwayne Wade and the, Chris Bosh combined to score under thirty points in that two thousand fourteen finals. I remember that. Like people, like that's a, like that's the thing that people forget. Like, yeah, they were washed. Like they were done. And then you know, he got he got the fuck out of Dodge. You know, it it, it just like you know, it, it gives me more ammunition for my anti-LeBron rants. <clears throat> that's all it does. Fair uh, enough. The uh, let's go into a couple of the questions before we um, get to our predictions. Like we covered a lot of this stuff, so we're just gonna go. Uh, what up, to Andre? Who submitted some questions. Um, looks like, okay, if LeBron pulls off this upset, will he have done enough to pass Kobe in the GOAT combo? I feel like I know what you guys are going to say, but, you know, I, I, I stay away from that topic. I already think he's ahead of Kobe. Yeah, I think he passed, in my opinion, I, I feel like he passed Kobe after the second title, after the 2013 finals. Um, like, you just look at the year-by-year stuff, and you put them up next to each other, like, Points, rebound, assists, year in NAR production, health. Um, then you throw in like their playoff numbers back to back. Then you throw out. Then you look at their teammates over those over the spans of those years. Like he's like like LeBron. LeBron should LeBron was should have been a would have been a college senior when he took a team to the finals. Like that's 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 some crazy shit. Yeah, Kobe won uh, his, his senior, uh, what would have been his senior thing. He was closing out game four of the 2000 NBA Finals also in a winning effort. The best player, um, in, the world, <laughs> the best player in the world was fouled out. The best player in the world, Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. And you look at him, this, is my, this is my thing. How many, you look at what Shaq did in those finals, it's like, well, shit. You, like, don't get me wrong, Kobe's a bad motherfucker, but, like, there are a bunch of guys we can pull from that era that were really great guards. Like, you could pull out Dwayne Wade that could have won a title with Shaq. You could have pulled out like, even LeBron that could have won with Shaq. I ain't going to say Vince Carter because Vince Carter ain't got no heart. Um, you could you could well, <laughs> you know, but you my point, like, there are certain guys from the area that we've seen, like, wings that could have also won that title, Ryan with Shaq. Shaq was that kind of dominant player. Like, like Kenny Smith, I'm not. I'm not I'm, he's not like in for it. Like he's not. Kenny Smith nowhere, never been anywhere near even close to tying Kobe Bryant's shoes. But Kenny Smith hit those threes uh, in, in the sweep. The, the sweep the magic back when Hakeem was doing his thing. Like there are a lot of guys that could have like could have basically uh, what do you call it? Drafted off of Hakeem. Like that's what great players do. I mean, you could have put Tim Duncan where Shaq was. I feel like, and you would, the Lakers would have been the same thing. So it's the same argument. Duncan. Who is already well, a champion? The, the argument, the argument, really boils down to LeBron's consistent dominance and taking crap teammates for many, many years 
to heights they had no business reaching while Kobe was whining and complaining. And, Boy, I would have loved, to, I would have loved not, to see them 07 Cavs in the West in the first round against the Suns. I would have loved to see it. This is my thing, right? You look at those seven players would have went right to the finals like, in the this East. This is what I don't agree with. Like the people that say, <laughs> I like, don't agree with this, that. This, I don't I don't agree the people that. That, that say that, like for example, Duncan or have Duncan over Kobe, that I disagree with when they say you look at the bottom, you look at their peaks, and then you look at their bottoms. Like they both have five rings, blah 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 blah, and then you look at their bottom, where it's like, oh, well, you know, if Duncan, um, Duncan at his worst was still winning fifty games, while they blew the well. Well, Kobe blew this whole blew his whole fucking setup he had, and then struggled for two, three years or two years, and then had to restart over. My my, and when I say that I believe Kobe's a better player is because like I just look at I just look and look at their their games and just look at like all the things the person doing the court to affect the game and and for me it's like on on a night in night out basis. Like for me, Duncan was a person that just like yeah I'll come out here and roll. And aside from like oh three, just came out. Eh. I'll, I'll roll out 20 and 10 or 20, 21 and 11 and then come playoff time, I'll come out here and slap, and then one random game I'll slap a 35 and 15 on you, you don't know what the fuck happened. And then, mm-hmm. and then you, and you'll just look up, and then you'll just look up and be like, wait, this dude has 35 and 15, what? What? And he, while you're watching the game, like, he's just getting buckets that you just didn't even see. Like, well, well, Kobe was like, having to drag some of these trash, te- some of these trash teammates in that, in that struggle point. But like, for me, it's like, LeBron... For for them seven years in Cleveland, did exactly what Kobe did, except for the instant degree, and also was at a younger stage of his career where he shouldn't have had to have been put up with that responsibility, but still succeeded to it. Like winning six six games with your second best player is Mo, Mo Williams is a is like what? Who else does that? Um, yeah, look, look, LeBron as a teammate was so was so good on that o, on that 07 team with a bunch of crap as they had it. I mean, Kobe would have done with that 07 team. He would have maybe shot them through the first round, but I mean, I don't think that they. I don't really think that they. I mean, it, it's it's the same damn Kobe team they had over in L.A. He just uh, with arguably worse teammates. Uh, oh, oh, but he wasn't oh, the kind of he wasn't the kind of teammate group. that that could have you know put them on his back and you know if he didn't have his if he didn't have his second guy. Then he would have. I mean, I just think that would have. That, that's that's a tough statement to make. That I, he would have just gone right over to the East and taken the same team to the finals. Because LeBron already, by 21 years old, was one of the most revered teammates in the league. And and the end. My my end game with that argument is Kobe is the second best Michael Jordan in history, and LeBron James is a vintage all himself and is absolutely one of a kind. There will be three or four more Kobe's before there is another LeBron. And you know, I mean, that to me. Um, as good as Kobe was, Kobe was a Jordan clone, and he was just as God. I mean, I, I hate Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant equally in the grand scheme of things. No, that's not fair. What? I def- All right, I he's a Magic fan. I, 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 I definitely oh, hate Shaquille O'Neal. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe you should Shaquille O'Neal more, but Shaquille maybe, O'Neal maybe from, from 2000 to 2002, you know, yeah, that's that guy was yeah. – he ruled the league. Like, so, so for example, last year, uh, like I had people saying, like, it was just the greatest, like, given the states, it was just the greatest finals of all time, or final performance by any individual player of all time. And I, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, I don't know, bro. You might want to go, like, for one, off the top of my head, I can think, like, you might want to go look at Michael Jordan averaging, like, 41 in the, in the 93 finals. And then, two, you might want to look at any of those 01 through 2002, uh, like, Laker, 
Laker uh, numbers for Shaq in the finals. Is, yeah, and like, I was, I was explaining 30, that like, too. 35 and, 35 and 18s and stuff like that. And, like, there was one game. He had the ridiculous it. matchup advantage, like, in all the NBA finals. But against Matumbo, he's playing defensive player of the year and slapped almost a quadruple double on him. Yeah. Like, that's nuts. Like, they was, like, giving that man, like, single coverage and he was going to, like, destroy whoever. Well, right? they were, well, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a bad idea. You know, and, and to dismiss Kobe is just some some uh, some no, rider rider along. No, you, you know, that. wow, like that, that's that, that's insane. That's, that's what that for me. Like I can't like look. They're one. You look. They need each other's. Okay, Kobe needed for to be able to succeed at that age and that stage of his career. Kobe absolutely needed Shaq more than than Shaq needed Kobe. But on the other Shaq end, had done so much but can I finish? <laughs> But on the other end, Shaq, because he has a, he has two fatal flaws. One, his foul shooting. And two, it's really, really, really hard at the end of a game to dump the ball into somebody and go get a bucket from, from, under, the, from under the foul line. Yeah. It's always been that's the case. That's why, you know, that's why the league has changed from a post-play league into what it's become now to where, like, you have somebody you can go, create, get, go get their own bucket as opposed to you run him off a screen. You run off a million screens like he's Reggie Miller, and he had very success. Or Rip Hamilton, or now Clay, or dumping into somebody and go get a, a go to a crucial bucket. It's really hard to do that. And Shaq absolutely needed somebody to go get a bucket. That's why he, there was always a Penny Hardaway. Or it just worked out that way. But like you look at his career, yeah. and it's when, he's had, when he always had his success was when he had somebody that can go out there and go get. Go get a go create a bucket from the perimeter because that's what that was essentially needed. Like I saw Shaq hit a couple game winners out the post, but like you can't expect to get that. They will double team your ass. Um. So next question. Um. That kind of bled into the like it was like prime LeBron versus prime Kobe. I'm taking prime, prime Kobe. I never saw him melt down in the finals like LeBron did. But I saw him shoot forty percent in the finals and get one. He was favored to win it. I saw him do that before with Shaq. <laughs> yeah, and I, I saw, yeah, that. and he had, you know, whatever. Um, a meltdown's a meltdown. I'm not saying his meltdown was worse than LeBron's. Like LeBron scored, look, look, LeBron scored eight points in a game look, in that final. That's Fuck out of here. Like, this is my point. <laughs> a meltdown's a meltdown. I didn't say his meltdown was worse than LeBron's. It was not. Yeah. It absolutely was not. But a meltdown's still a meltdown. Yeah. Kobe won two championships as the best player on the team. LeBron's won three championships as the best player on the team. That's true. That's true. I know how but I look, feel about the Kobe and Shaq thing. But. Look, man, like it's true. It, it's it, look. It's a point of preference. Like me, like I, for me, like when I think of the guys that I got to see their the, their prime, and I wasn't too young to re- recognize like their, their like you know, like I saw like the last three titles, Jordan. Like it wasn't the same thing as the first three titles, and I was barely, so young that I, I can remember like glimpses of it, but that I can't remember like I, I can't remember the, those finals, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember him doing the shrug. I can't remember him. Um, like lighting Dan Marley on fire, I can't remember none of that. But I can't remember the last three. Like I can't remember Shaq's ascension. I can't remember Kobe's ascension. I can't remember Duncan like literally being MVP candidate the second he walked into the league. You know, and I can't remember. And I and I've seen all of LeBron. The best dude I've ever seen out of all those dudes is LeBron. That's just that's just that's just my opinion. Like I could I could be wrong, but like you know. I see, like every everything you look at from year to year, like the yearly awards, um, the yearly All NBA NBA NBA, um, the media votes for um, 
all NBA. You look at how they stack up. Where LeBron's fourteen years in. You look at the yearly MVP voting. Like it all adds up with my eyes. What my eyes have seen. Like maybe it's confirmation bias. I don't know, but like it seems like it's LeBron. And it, it, to me, it seems pretty clear. And then after that, I would say Shaq. But Shaq, you know, Shaq's you know run at the top was shorter than you know Kobe's and Duncan's. So like, I would give the nod to those two over them because they they, they elected for like a decade as opposed to Shaq playing when he wanted to play. Um. <clears throat> so we got a couple questions. I'm gonna clip a couple of these questions. Sorry, guys, just out of time restraints. But um, Jeremy Mitchell Boy asks, "What team are we rooting for, and reasons to why?" I guess you know not. Not exactly who we're picking, but who are we rooting for? You know, I've seen people mention that they think that, like, LeBron is the underdog. Like, people think, like, America's going to root for LeBron as the underdog. And I'm thinking to myself, like, most of the NBA community hates LeBron's guts. If you're a Celtics fan, why not? Like, after he's ruined, after he has killed your, your season, like, four like four or five times in, like, the last seven, seven years... If you're Indiana, you're from Indiana. If you're a Lakers fan who's, who's, who's standing for Kobe, if you're from Chicago, I think he's basically demolished here. Like he's he's chasing after Kobe, he's chasing after Jordan now, and he basically killed like the run you had. He he broke he broke he broke uh, Derrick Rose and Noah and Thibodeau era over his knee, like. And then like why would you? You're a Heat fan. Why would it, yeah, if you're a Heat fan, you just left him. Who like what you know? Diehard NBA fan base is not like LeBron is not like you know except, you know giving heartbreak to like the Warriors like for me I imagine like if you've been in it with him like he's lesser two evils and these fan bases like are you know big one like Lakers and Celtics that's like one and two almost like New York he jilted them and went to Miami instead of going up there like they they don't like LeBron either. Chad, what you got on that? I'm rooting for LeBron and the Cavs. I uh, I just don't like the Warriors, man. I'm 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 not a fan. Well, this is a good wrestling parallel. I'm not a fan of shit that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing stuff that you, it builds and it builds, and I can follow the narrative like the Durant and the the Durant and the Westbrook and and the Harden and the Harden Thunder team that we should have got to see play play together and. At that moment in the 2012 finals where their arms are wrapped around each other toward the end of game five, you just seemed, you, you felt like you were on the precipice of a team that was going to be around for the entire decade in the conversation every single May and June. I like those types of narratives. This whole thing with the Warriors where all of a sudden I blink and the Warriors are a 67-win team up yeah. from a 45-win team. And Steph Curry is winning the MVP award. And next thing you know, two summers later, they've broken the Bulls record, which I never really wanted to see broken, man. That's like one of the linchpins of my youth as a basketball fan is that 96 Bulls team. And then they fucking flame out in the finals. That's <laughs> an inferior team. You know, um, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like if that team had won the title last year, that 73 win season would have been validated as like this unbelievable thing and it was still unbelievable but still man it's got an asterisk by it they didn't win the damn title um and then you know adding durant which just you know killed it was i mean i know that it didn't alone that and that alone didn't kill the parody of the league but i mean it kind of i mean it certainly killed the west playoffs (laughs) It definitely killed. I mean, it's, it certainly wasn't. It wasn't. A, 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 I don't think it was a good thing for the league. I don't think it was a good thing 
for the playoffs. So, you know, I'm not a Warriors guy, but I am a LeBron guy. That's one thing. It's like what, man, what what you were saying a minute ago, James, about the um, seeing Jordan, you know? Mm-hmm. When I was when I was 14, 15, 16 years old, watching the final years of Jordan's career, uh, well, with the Bulls, you know, watching the final right, that, that right. last three that last three peep for the Bulls, mm-hmm. I wasn't at a stage in my basketball fandom where I could appreciate it as much as I would appreciate it if it were happening right now. If it were happening right now then it would be one of the things that I would look back at and I would have, I mean, I'd have hour long conversations with people about what I just got to see. If I got to see Jordan peak now versus peak back then. And I feel like it's one of those things with LeBron. It's like, I've rooted for LeBron for a long time because I watched him. I went to see him play when he was in high school and I just had that feeling like he came through Winston Salem, North Carolina played the three year running uh, national, you know, state champions in North Carolina that featured, if you're a North Carolina UNC Tar Heels fan, featured a uh, featured Rayshon Terry. Um, yeah, remember Rayshon Terry? Yeah, I remember that. I still don't understand how Rayshon Terry, as good as he was at UNC, like how Jawah Williams was the guy that actually made it to the league, but not <laughs> Rayshon Terry. And Rayshon Terry was so much better than him in college, so much better. Uh, well, here's part of the thing. Rayshon Terry actually was at my high school for about uh, for about a cup of coffee. Uh huh. Literally, literally one of the dumbest people I've ever met. In my life. <laughs> one of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. Um, having a conversation with Rayshon Terry was like having a conversation with a three year old with his thumb in his mouth. I mean, it was just damn that guy. I don't know how the hell he got through Carolina with a degree because he was hey, a freaking idiot. You know how? Uh, well, I, the, the well, class made that tough out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my thing would be this, right? Like, if, if, if look, if dumb were, if, if dumb for many people, a lot of guys from being NBA players, and I don't know how Clay Thompson became multiple-time All-Star. Have you ever heard uh, him doing interviews? Like, he's one of the most yes. loose guys you'll ever hear uh, being my yeah. Up. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But quickly, to, to finish that point, though, I mean, I, I went and I saw him play in high school uh, when he was in high school because I really, I thought, you know, I'd read – you know, when I was in high school, I had a subscription to Slam Sports, and I saw him on the cover of Sports Illustrated and read all about him. I knew everything about LeBron two years before he came into the league. And, you know, when I – the moment he stepped onto the court in 2003 as a rookie, and I watched him drop like 25-5 and five in his first game, like, oh, my God, this guy is going to be every bit as good as he can be. And to see him mature into the player that he has become, I just feel like this is a time in my life where I want to see that level of greatness, and I want to see that level of greatness achieve great things so that 10 years down the road, when we're having a a preview of the 2027 NBA Finals, (laughs) that we'll look back and be like, you remember what LeBron used to do? You know, I, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm at the peak of how I will appreciate such a thing right now. So I'm I'm rooting for the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we're, are we sure LeBron won't be in the finals in 2027? <laughs> like, when is this going to end, dude? Like, this year 14, like, nobody's ever oh been as good at year 14 ever. I don't care if you spent, uh, I don't care if you came straight out of the league. Like, this is absurd. Um, but, yeah, I, just, but for me, 
I just I, I just want to spend a second to talk about Durant. So, you know, I think all of us kind of all three of us kind of grew closer. Like you know, as you've been on um, on our show before, and as you've had Rich on your show um, on a consistent basis over you know our enjoyment of Bill Simmons' book of basketball. Um, yeah. uh, the horror cop or the I'm sorry, the uh, paperback edition came out at the end of the 2010 season, like right after the decision happened. Yeah, and yep. his best bet or his best guesses for guys that he, he thought were going to actually climb to the period. His number one guy was obviously Kevin Durant, which is like, well, duh. Um, so yep. he hasn't updated, but I've I've ran his basically like the uh, his resume. So Durant now is at ten years, nine years quality. Eight-time All-Star, 2014 MVP, three-time MVP runner-up, six top-five MVP finishes, the Rookie of the Year in 08, All-Star Game MVP in 2012. He was top-five uh, for five straight years from 2010 to 14. He was top-ten, I'm sorry, top-five, and then top-ten uh, the last two years, or this year and last year. He has a four-year peak of 28 points, seven rebounds, three assists a game. Uh, he's led the league in scoring four times. He's, he's won two minutes titles. Uh, he led the league in free throws before. He's best player on a runner-up, and and now another finalist. And career, uh, 27.2 points per game, fourth all-time, in front of LeBron, actually. Uh, the finals he lost in, he averaged 30-6 and six and shot 55% from the field. Yeah. Um, the year when Durant... Uh, the year when Westbrook uh, got uh, what do you uh, buddy from um, Houston? Uh, Patrick Beverly. When he got Beverly, <laughs> and then he made it to the second round against Memphis, and got beat. He, he averaged thirty-one nine and six in that playoffs. Uh, his playoff career average at over one hundred and one games now is at twenty-eight eight and four. Uh, Two thousand thirteen, he made the uh, the fifty forty ninety club. And he's one of seven guys ever to, to win three straight scoring titles. He's won four overall. We're talking about with Kevin Durant, what, maybe one of the 18, 17 greatest basketball players of all time right now. Like, if he went, like, I, you know, I don't, you know me, I don't really do much of the rooting for guys and um, I don't have a team, but, like, this is a guy that, like, I, I've wanted to win a title for, for for a long damn time, and regardless of the situation, how this happens, I'm be happy for for regardless. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at with it. Um, he's one of the greatest battle players I've ever seen, and you know, we me you talked about Kobe the other day. How many other guys are we ever going to see in our lifetimes that are going to be as good as Kobe Bryant? Maybe we'll be we'll probably we'll probably ensure to getting a, a handful, but like. It's going to be really hard for us to get two handfuls. Mm-hmm. Like, we probably won't see ten more. We probably won't see ten more Kevin Dur- guys as good as Kevin Durant in our life. So, you know, for so, people that are rooting for him, just know you're rooting against greatness. <laughs> uh, I'm rooting for absolute anarchy. Um, you know, either team can lose, you know, I, you know, and, and I'm, I'm coming out with the guns loaded for, for either one. Uh, if LeBron James flops with another super team who actually, super Chad, I, I'll, I, I'm going to go ahead and, I am, I am, um, going to break down why LeBron James has not yet won a legitimate NBA championship. 
You know, all right. In 2007, he goes out there and gets swept, right? Mm-hmm. 2011, he has the, the LeBron down part two, right? What is LeBron down part two? The the meltdown. Like how what he had the meltdown. Part uh, 2010. Part one. Part one was that was that, con- was that a series against the Celtics. Part two yep. was against Dallas. 2012, he wins the title in a lockout season. So if we're going to hold that against the 99 Spurs, you know, in my hating-ass mind, I'm going to hold that against LeBron. 2013, <laughs> he wins the finals that he got no damn business winning, that he had to get saved in Game 6 by Ray Allen. If Ray Allen misses that shot or if the ball goes another way, he, he turns to an absolute goat and he loses in 6. 2014, he, he takes the uh, the biggest ass-whooping in the NBA Finals ever uh, by point margin. 2015, you just take an L. I mean, you can't really, like, you know, he was out there with Delhi. And then he had no goddamn business winning the title last year. I got a question. Do you think, <laughs> if you go, if, if we put, like, the same players, if we put the 2015 Cavs as is with, like, Kyrie is going to break his kneecap at the end of game one, um, and Kyrie and Kevin Love will not play, we put them in the finals against 2014 Spurs. But you feel like the 2015 Cavs without, without, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and Ray Allen. What they, don't you think they might do better? What do you think they would have done so much better? Like, bro, they were so Bosh and Wade were so bad in that finals, dude. Like, they, like how do you? How did those and two do that? And they still. That I mean, yep. that team. I, I was the the, the the there was one moment. In also, the that was the air conditioning finals. Yeah, yeah, that was what I was about to say. It was yep. like they were up seven in the in the, in the, in the, in the, in the deep end of the game one. Uh, in San Antonio, and then the and then the air conditioner breaks, and they and LeBron starts cramping up, and old man Wade can't move around in the heat. So, you know, um, and then he go, goes out, goes nuts in game two, and thinking to myself, wow, like they should be up to they should be up to on the series. And then next thing you know, the like, doors and then off. You know, like they ain't get they ain't get that hammer put to them. So I just said that to say this. So so LeBron James is really zero and seven in the NBA Finals to me. You know all those those, those so, wins also count as losses. So if he so, loses, so, he'll be zero and eight this year. So so Chad, think about it like this, right? He said, think about the kind of hating he's doing. So he said that the 2012 Finals should not count as a win for him because it was a lockout season, even though. The entire league came back in shape as opposed to the 99 uh, finals when, like, half the league was out of shape. They worked themselves in shape. That's why the Knicks were AC. <laughs> then, on the back end, after saying that, he counts that as an L for him. Not, not <laughs> for, for getting out of Wally and saying it never happened. He counts it as an L as opposed to an, as opposed to an asterisk. You know, you can't count it as a win. You know. All I'm saying is if, you're, if we're going to count that, if we're going to count 2012 against against LeBron, then I think that we got to go back in time and we have to, uh, we, we got to take, we got to, we got to, you know, pull the, 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 the Tim Donahue card on the, uh, game, on the game seven of the, of the Lakers series. <laughs> game, game six, game, game six. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, whichever one in which, the, which the Lakers it shot was like game 26 six. It was game six. It was game six. Court. But at the same time, look, they look. I, we knew the Kings and, ain't had no heart. Me and Rich, <laughs> me and Rich talk about that. Me and Rich talk about that often. But like the one thing that all you always have to go back about that one is they like still had they seven. still had Game Seven at home and they choked in overtime. Oh yeah, they choked. The only Chris Webber turned his like back this. to the basket completely. I am no threat to shoot at all. Like this, Stagnus throwing up air balls, Devos flopping and falling out. Yeah. Oh, which which one's your favorite? Like. 
it this this might be really conspiracy theory, uh, like over the last over the last like let's say a millennia. Uh, the, uh, the, that one, Game Six, or the last what three four games in 2006 Finals when Dwayne Wade is getting more free throws than the entire oh Mavs team in every single that's, game. That's definitely that's the worst. Or the worst. or yeah. how the Bucks got screwed in 01 against the, against. The we Sixers. don't want Milwaukee in no Finals. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, that was that was that's one that's like people just don't even think about anymore. Let's so see. Those were ones that just like who? six finals for me. Oh 06 man, six finals. That was awful. Yeah, I don't know. There's remember, a, there's a, there's the, a lot of reading. Remember when Dirk threw What game was it? Where after the game they blew the lead and then Dirk threw the hissy fix. He knew that they had lost the series. And then in, in the locker room, it was bad. I don't remember. He, yes, bro, it was like game four, five, and like the, the tables had turned. The tables turned. Right? Right? <laughs> right, and I, I think it was probably like game five when they realized, oh my god, like we won these first two games, we just lost three in a row. Like it's a, it's a, it's a wrap. And like Dirk, like cause he choked away one, like the end of the game. Dirk goes to the locker room. You know, like in Miami, they keep those uh, those cameras back there. Yeah, and he like. I think he made it like throw like lightly thrown over a trash can and like show how fake t- I was like fake tough fake mad he was. Yeah. But bro, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was like bro, they make dirt look so. I love dirt, but they made dirt so- look so bad from like oh six through oh eight. He looked really bad. He looked really bad. Well, they had. What I'll never forget about the oh six finals is before all that even goes down. They have him talking about how David Hasselhoff has so many great songs. <laughs> oh, man. During, during, during uh, one of those little specials they do. Trying to know. make dirt interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, he just said, just talk about the influence David Hasselhoff had, <laughs> has in Germany. It's like, oh, it's, you know, he just, he's got so many great songs. Oh, like, man. Like, Really? If, if they wanted to make if they wanted to make Dirk so interesting, they should have uh, followed him when he was out here getting scammed by that lady. <laughs> getting dirt. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like bro, that's one of the worst ones ever. Oh, and then also like it, like dude, like having order to put a mic up to his face. You know what? I think you remember when they started. I think they started the um, the MVP press conferencing at a, at a because of dirt. Because of dirt, because dirt was like the first guy that I can think of ever that that was MVP and didn't got the first round. And they were like, "How do we how do we hand this thing to him?" And they were like, "We got to make sure that this never happens again." So we have to do this like make it a tradition. Yeah. And now they're just like, "We're not even gonna worry about that. We're just gonna move the thing to like <laughs> yeah after the season's over." Unbelievable. You don't even want to avoid it, bro. Like. Look, if only they had this around in 1995, so David Robinson didn't have to get uh, embarrassed by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, we're about an hour. I think, time. I think, yeah, it's prediction time. I think, I think it's a good place to wrap it up. If we didn't get to your question, uh, I'll go ahead and try to respond to those in the question thread. Uh, there just wasn't enough uh, time. You know, either some of them just didn't apply or we covered a lot of them. Let's do predictions. I mean, for me, it's Warriors and five. And I'm only saying five because, like, I feel like LeBron's too good to be getting swept in the finals. So, I don't want to say five, but, like, I don't. I feel like he's, um, I feel like he's walking to the, to the, uh, uh firing squad. Like, this is, we're talking about one of all great, one of the great teams of all time. And, and we're talking about like LeBron, with a team that doesn't play good defense at all. Like, I, it's one of those classic matchups of, like, 
a football, a football team, football game in the playoffs where it's like a team that's balanced versus a team that only is really good at one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Like those teams always get their asses bounced. Like so, for me, it's like I'll, I'll take the balance. Chat. Yeah. Um. Man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Warriors in. I'm gonna go Warriors in six. I, I just think with. As with LeBron at the peak of his powers and with legitimate help around him scoring the ball that and, and, and really the, the legitimate question that still exists about what happens in crunch time for this Warriors team. If the game is close and the heat is on, there's going to be a lot of people like Steph Curry, who's going to have some echoes in the back of his mind from previous playoff play, flame outs where he just didn't play up to his potential and. You know, Durant's going to go back to, holy crap, I might lose to LeBron again. There's going to be stuff like that going on in their minds that's oh, not yeah. going to be going on in the minds of the Cavs. And because of that, I think that the Cavs do have a puncher's chance. Um, it wouldn't shock me if it went seven. And, you know, really, can you believe it? I mean, we've actually had the same number of seven-game NBA final series in this decade that we had in the previous two decades combined. So, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't crazy. shock me if we saw another seven-game uh, another seven game series, but I'm going to go Warriors in six. I just think that they, uh, if the Cavs played, if the Cavs had better defensive players, if they had something else that they could do besides, you know, if they had the ability at this point to really just muck up a game, muck up a game of two, a game or two like they could in 2015, yeah. uh, I, I'd like their chances better. But I think right now, essentially, which team is going to score the best and the most? And that seems like it's pretty clear that at least four, uh, you know, at, at least uh, you know, it'd be shocking to see the Cavs be able to, to really keep up for more than uh, for more than five or six games. Oklahoma. So, Rich, Rich made a good point as you were talking about uh, about the uh, about Curry that like we've done this whole thing and like we've really talked about Curry at all. I know the pressure's Crazy. on for him. He, he is. He, he, he was a unanimous MVP last year. Yeah, and he's been all and like ever since Durant went <laughs> down, he's been awesome. Like he's been nearly at that same exact level, at that near unanimous MVP level. And we just did a Finals in preview, and he got about as much airtime as Clay Thompson. Yeah, and Kevin Love. You know, I've always and I, I will maintain this even if the Warriors win. I think this team's at their best when they're going through Steph Curry. They've never reached you know higher highs uh, going through uh, than going through that guy. And you know, to put it bluntly, what has Kevin Durant ever won? So I I think this is a huge statement. You know, for him, like he needs to come out there and look at Kyrie Irving with that same mentality that Kyrie Irving looks at him at, like. I know you can't guard me. What's up? And, and and really bring it because he's let a substitute steal a Finals MVP away from him. He's let Delhi get in his head and then get thrown around last year, and then you know committed some absolutely boneheaded turnovers in Game Seven. He's doing that behind the back stuff. Memory, there, memory, there was a great. There was a meme. Game six. Yes, he followed out. He was awesome and in that the mouthpiece. game. Like, that's, the th- that's the thing we, we don't really do, but we don't really talk about when that one. Like, they lost the series, so we, like, it was almost like we laughed at him, laughed at them for a week and did all of the 30, all, all, the, all the 73 in Jordan face, uh, crying Jordan faces, 
and then like all of a sudden like Durant landed there and then like all of the all of like, the, oh, all the jokes turned into damn <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the laughs turned into awes so like but yeah man he like he better perform up to his like up to his career up to his like level like he it can't be none of this like have score 38 in one game and then you know and 18 or like 12 in another game bro that was a that was a can't, great can't meltdown last year final. in that game six when he threw that mouthpiece like that That was a great a meltdown and nobody and nobody called him out on it yeah. and the thing is you know when, when when steph curry is making big shots then he's a god yeah. but when he's missing those shots they're bad shots yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, I just read an article recently that I've really struck a chord with me because that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I think Steph Curry's fascinating to watch. He's incredible. Heck, just an unbelievable shooter and a ball handler. But he takes a lot of bad shots, and he yeah. makes a lot of bad shots, which makes it seem like they're not bad shots, but they're still bad shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, with that said, um, with Curry, um, you know, there was a gift last year of him with that behind the back pass and it was like him throwing away the Larry O'Brien trophy out of bounds. Like that was, it was awesome. Like just, just, you know, if you're counting jokes that said, um, I jokingly texted, uh, my friends a couple of weeks ago. I was like, Warriors and four, I'm sticking with it. I'm calling a sweep. It, even though I don't think the Cavs are these ridiculous underdogs everyone makes hey. them to be. You're, you're, look, I really want to call it a sweep, but I just can't do it. It will be a sweep. Man, I really, I can't see it. I can't, I can't see it being a sweep. I just, like, for me, like, I really tune, I tune in, I mean, for both games. And, like, for me, it's just like, I take it as so much stuff had to line, just like the same way, like, so many crazy things had happened for this to even become, for the words even, like, to assemble all these pieces just through sheer luck of, like you were the guy that got lucky enough to the draft Draymond, and Draymond turned into like the turned into this guy. Like, if you knew Draymond was gonna be this good, you would have traded heaven and moon to turn that guy and then take that dude in the first round in a lottery, right? Um, but just like all of, all so many crazy circumstances, unique to like you know that would have you know that was like just almost like anomaly. Anomaly type stuff that happened. Like the same thing you'd be saying for that finals, where it's like Steph's playing like crap compared to what he's done all year. Clay's shook again in different games. Harrison Barnes, who's in a country you can't make a single basket to save his life. Yes. Um, Andre Iguodala gets broken, gets or LeBron breaks him literally in like the last two games of the series. Uh, Iguodala, I'm sorry, uh, Bogut gets gets knocked out of Game Five and can't. Uh, play again in the rest of the series, um, and then Draymond gets his, gets himself suspended for Game Five. So like, all, so many things just went against them for them to blow a three one lead. If one one of those things don't go that way, the Warriors still win this series. It would have been embarrassing that they had to go seven against the Warriors, but against the, the Cavs. But oh, and it also took like. Kyrie and LeBron to combine for 82 points. Yeah, to lose a damn mile. And then, Le- and then LeBron the next game to go out there and get 41 again. Like, that's... 
so many rarities of you know. I just think like, and I and, and now to, they had Durant. I just can't see them. To, yeah. I just can't see them winning. I just can't. To, to add to that four zero thing, there's the this is the rematch factor, no. which happens in NBA Finals. Like you know, it, all right, I'm getting there. Like you can take this back to the Pistons and the Lakers. The when, in when it was, yes, and even though the Lakers were injured and all that, but there was that. We're gonna whoop their ass the next time we see them. Didn't Ma- was Magic got hurt, right? Yeah, Magic yeah. got hurt. Um, the hamstring, I think. Yep. Yeah. And then um, also uh, the last time uh, LeBron won a Finals and he shouldn't have, the team came back the next year and slapped him some skin. You know. <laughs> 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 and then I feel like that's what's gonna happen like this year. And you know, the only time you can't really think of it as the Bulls and the Jazz. But, you know, if I, if I remember correctly, people were seeming to think the Jazz were going to go ahead and handle the 98 Bulls. But You can say the 2010 Lakers. Yeah, the 2010 Lakers. Like, when we see after, these Celtics. After, after that huge comeback in the 08, um, the Leon Powell game, as, uh, as yeah. Phil Jackson called it. Yeah. And then getting embarrassing in game six. Yeah. They came back and, and, and won in game seven. Like, you, you know, I, I, I really think that's what's about to happen, but... Um, it was a fun show. Chad, thanks for joining us on here. Uh, you know, normally we get you Absolutely. on for the, for the wrestling and all that. Um, you want to plug what you where where uh, the folks can find you at? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can find me on lordsofpain.net. You can read my book, The WrestleMania Era, the book of sports entertainment, which was inspired by Bill Simmons' book of basketball. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Doc LOP. I don't do a whole lot of sports discussion on there, but if you like pro wrestling, then uh, certainly up for discussing that. So, for sure, uh, thank you guys for having me. I enjoyed it. For sure, man. Um, the uh, James, you got anything to add before we get up out of here? Yeah, um, I think I think we need to do. I think we're gonna have to like come to a point to figure, like to realize like how good Kevin Durant is. I think he wants his Finals MVP. Like if you were to set uh, if you were to set like rank like guys most likely to win the finals MVP this year like what would be your top let's say top five? I'll go with Curry just because I feel like he'll have like he won't have the defenders on him that everyone else will. Uh, Curry, LeBron, Durant. Those are the only three guys you think. Well, I mean, you could have Andre Iguodala moment again. Yeah, you could. Right? You know. It's- you know, if he, if he holds LeBron to uh, 29 points a game start, or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think Durant I think Durant is certainly well-positioned to win it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean. It's going to be a him or Curry. Yeah, I think, like, I think the three most likely scenarios, or I think the two most likely scenarios is, like, Durant or LeBron as a losing MVP. I seriously think like LeBron's going to mess around and average something like 38 points a game in this series and still get beaten five. I, I, I really think that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like he can go nuclear in this series and still get just get, just get the mop real roadhouse. Like, that's where I'm at on this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's go wrap it up. Uh, you know, uh, I'm getting ready for the NBA draft. Let's go Lonzo Ball. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up. We'll catch, y'all. we'll catch y'all back after Extreme Rules. I will be on Chad's show um, following Extreme Rules uh, this Sunday. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah so Check we're out the Doc Says. Doc Says next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. That'd be the one after Extreme Rules this Sunday. Yep. 
So we're going to talk about the uh, pole match and hopefully the the potentially awesome Fatal Five Way that they're they're going to put on because if it's one thing uh, WWE can do is put on multi man matches and especially with no real restrictions on this match, I think we're looking at a match of the year candidate. Could be great. Yep. Um, that's going to wrap it up. Peace. Later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.